0: and welcome to the gallant few rangers podcast my name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host for our premier league show sorry listeners it's been a, it's been a minute um but it's probably not been the best month to talk about uh, premier league action anyway with the all the cup games and 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 you know not full fixtures but we're we're back and um we're ready to, to discuss this weekend's fixtures and all the transfer news um with me to talk all, all things premier league starting with Jamie are you Jamie
1: I'm good Mason, thank you very much, Happy New Year listeners, um, it's good to be back on the pod um, Bit of Covid over, over the over the holidays, uh, but plenty of football managed to get watching um, But this last two weeks has felt like an international break, I'm not going to lie, so I'm glad to get back into it ah,
0: my, yeah, It's been dragging, isn't it? Uh, typical January, uh, and we've also got Johnny, how's things Johnny?
2: Hi mate, I'm good, it's great to be back, feels like it's been the longest game week in history I think it was spread over what two weeks
0: yeah as in uh, the fantasy football I think I got about 56 or about nearly 60 points the first the first week and I thought I yeah no one's catching me here and then all of a sudden, everyone started <laughs> to overtake me so uh yeah it's been a it's been a long long game week but but Jamie let's get right into it um let's let's start with the the early game then on, on Saturday Arsenal smashed palace 5-0 um a uh, t- two completely different stories here Um, But Arsenal getting back to winning ways, um, something that we can't really say about Arsenal of late is, is being clinical and that's what they were Saturday
1: yeah um if, if i'm honest i kind of fancied palace to keep it to a low scoring game i didn't have palace to win the game at all um just purely for the fact of arsenal's home form but shall we see their lack of um shall we say their lack of creativity has been called out over the winter period um and i didn't think that was going to change much um a lot i know when they run out five no winners even if they did score a couple in the last few minutes um, but it was good to see Martinelli back on the scoreboard. He looks as though he's been out for a long time, um, not been involved in games. Um, but obviously the the plaudits will go for the defence with Gabrielle getting another action as well. Um, he did that against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago, where he got the early goal and did exactly the same. And um, yeah, it was a really good win for Arsenal. I think they needed it really. But on the opposite side of it, it was a it was a big big loss for Roy Hodgson.
0: Johnny, just just to touch on the other side, then, uh, as uh, Jamie said, there's been a lot, of, you know, a lot of talk in the in the last couple of weeks. To be fair, about about Hodgson. they're a team that's, I think, quite easily going to, you know, going to be fighting relegation. You, you you normally say with the quality they've got, they they seem to always pull themselves out, but it does have a little bit of a different feel at the minute, um, and and, and it, they looked, you know, they looked really really poor on Saturday.
2: I mean, they pretty much just chased red shadows for the entire game. Um, it was kind of, we haven't seen that for Arsenal. I spoke about it before in the pod a lot this season that they, they, they are getting results, but they've never really been blowing teams away like they did last year at the start. Whereas they've done that at the weekend, know, they were ruthless. But I think Palace definitely helped them. Um, I always feel sorry for Roy Hodgson. You know, it feels like it's somebody's granddad. Somebody just get them and take him to the pub for a pint. Um, so I, I have I don't like giving him a hard time um, I think it was a big ass giving him the job I mean the Premier League has to be one of the most stressful out there uh, it can't be easy to, to manage that especially when there's such a gap between him and like, especially like your youth players, your younger players I mean, that's a huge gap to try and keep up with how these players run, how they think, you know it's a totally different game so I hope they come to some agreement with them rather than give them the elbow, you know, just some kind of, whether it's one of the old mutual agreements or something. But I think, yeah, they're going to have to make a change. Um, they are kind of flirting with relegation. I wouldn't say, I don't think they're going risky risk of going down. Um, not quite yet, just because there are teams worse down there that would probably save their ass, you know, that would, on another season... They would probably be in that bottom three. But, I mean, yeah, I would kind of agree with that. I think they, they are kind of in trouble. I was a wee bit surprised with that game. I don't know what you boys think, but see the Gabriel, the first goal. Um, I was delighted. I've got Gabriel in FPL, so I was bummed. <laughs> but I was surprised that they gave that goal. Um, do you not think there was a lot a lot of climbing involved for that
1: goal? Yeah, but, I mean, when was the last time you've seen a goal given taken away for climbing? Like there's so I mean, much there's so much issue, there's so much talk right now about VAR when it comes to goalkeeper protection, um, you know, shall we say tackling it looking at the ball. You know, it's yeah, I I I just don't see it not given if that makes sense. I just don't see it it take a brave ref to go against it, I think.
2: But I think you see that every other week where it is given as a full Um you know, Aye, I I'm not I'm not, not I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not, listen, I'm not claiming that it's nailed on, and I think it was. I'm not saying that. I just feel like we do see that a lot. And he does climb. The arm comes right over, and there's no way the lad can leap with him. I think it was Richard. He was not getting off the ground, because Gabriel was right over the top of him with his arms as well. It, it just surprised me a wee bit. I thought they might have fixed it.
1: It reminded me of the goal. Remember the, remember the the Newcastle one? One where, um was it Gabriel was yes, climbing, yeah. and they, he, got, he got a judge to have had a wee push in the back, I think. It looked yeah. carbon copy of it, didn't it?
0: Yeah. I know it's need to be fair, but um, for me, I think Dean Henderson for for both the, the first goals. I think he's I think he's so great. By the way,
1: mm-hmm. um, I, I think is Sam
0: Johnson injured? Because I, I, for me, I him. Sam
1: Sam Johnson started the number one, and then he got injured. Um, Dean Henderson came in, and I think it was his position to lose. I think Hodgson, I, I remember watching an interview with Henderson, I like think it was a couple of weeks ago, and he said that Hodgson obviously brought him in and said that he was his number one. But Sam Johnson was always his number one. It's, it's kind of like the same issue with Arsenal. Different level of quality of goalkeepers, but they've got two number ones. Um, yeah. So there was going to be some sort of rotation, and I think be surprised if you see Henderson this weekend or next round, should I say. Yeah, I, I thought it was a bit of a weird signing. At least I
0: understand you've got to have two Two good goalkeepers, but I, I thought you could leave Johnson as a number one and then spend that money. You know, I think they needed one of the forward players, to be honest. Um, they're a little bit like that. I um, think
1: Palace have always had two good goalkeepers, weren't they? If you go back to, was it uh Guaita? Guaita, I thought was a brilliant keeper, but they always had Sam Johnson on the books as well. Uh, so they've always kind of diced with the double goalkeeper thing, haven't they? Yeah, Butland as well. Yeah, yeah Butland, there, yeah. but I think Ruiz, go back to Johnny's point. I think. Ever since Roy come out and criticised the kids in that game, you know, at the start of the season, I would I'm not gonna say he's you know, everybody's against him, but he's, you can't half up think he's lost that dressing room massively. Not that they're not playing for him, but just the writing's on the wall, he's away at the end of the season. It's just it's like a slowing death now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. Johnny,
0: just 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 then just to finish off that, that game, Arsenal obviously uh, a lot of criticism, of, of, you know, of their performances of late end results. Um, but that's a, that's a big, big win. Could be, you know, obviously Martinelli who's been been really poor this season uh, to get two goals at the end as well. That would be big for his confidence. Um, I know we are going to touch transfers um, a little bit later on, but just whilst we're on, we're on Arsenal, um, I, I think I, I would nail this, um, that they need to bring in a striker. Uh, even if it's a, on, on loan. Uh, if they're really
2: serious about um, winning a title, I think I think it's a must. Yeah, 100%. I've said that a few times on the pod. Uh, that it's, it's bugged me for a few seasons that they just never seem to replace bringing an actual a potent number nine. I think the last one I can remember was Terry Henry. Um, Dennis Bergkamp, you know, that kind of season, the invincible season where they had a striker that um, was getting 20, 30, 30 plus goals a season. They don't have that. Yes, they spread the goals. Um, they, bring, they brought in uh, Jesus, but I, he's not a striker for me. I, I wouldn't even say he's a poacher. I'd put him as a, He's more like a number 10. Um, his play style and the, and the way he is, he'll maybe get you so many a season, yes, but for a title challenge, I think you need that number nine. Um, and they, they don't have that. Yes, the blue parts away at the weekend, partly they were good, taking nothing away from them. Um, but that's been... Quite rare this season for them to be like that. So they're not going to be like that every week. And that's where you, you're looking for that number nine that can win a game from nothing. And I don't think they have that. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with it. I think, I think it was improved. Some of the players had a good game. You've seen Trossard, there was flashes there of what he's capable of. We haven't seen that enough. nowhere near enough. But he does have that in his locker. It's just consistency the boy lacks. And like you say, Martinelli had two goals. I felt bad for the lad that came on as Amada. Um They switched him out and put Martinelli went up against him. He decimated that poor lad. Both his goals, the lad was posted missing. So I think that helped as well. But yeah, sorry to just stamp your point, mate, 100%. I think they do need a striker. Yeah, I think I agree. I think, it's, I think we all agree on that
0: one. But, but Jamie, just, just moving on then to, to the next game, which is the late game um, on Saturday night. Uh, you know the story around this uh, I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts on on both of this is obviously the return of, of Ivan tony um well, i think we all knew he was going to score i think it was just it was just written on it and i don't know what the odds were but i, I bet you weren't get they were back. very
1: very low um, he'll <laughs> tell you it was the one bet he didn't back on mine and it came in <laughs> <laughs> um do you know what? I, I, was, I was expecting a bit of a barnstormer because Brentford have been so poor recently and Nottingham Forest have actually been scoring goals. But Forest have got a lack of players at the moment. And what I mean is like the main players like Morden Gibbs-White out, um, Alanga out, uh, Sangara out, arguably some of the better players. But they've been scoring goals. Chris Wood's decided he's decided to play for all of a sudden. Um, so I kind of felt that Saturday night was going to be a gudgeon. Um, and it didn't disappoint, to be fair. Um, I thought Brentford were worthy of the win. Um, it was obvious how crucial Ivan Tony was for them, um, especially with no Bueno and no Visa. You know, the, the, he, he, he was great in the first half, but he didn't really see much in the second half. But that was always going to come with how long he's been out and trying to manage his minutes. Um, if anything, it just added another ten million to the price if you wanted him this window, isn't it really? That's that's probably what it, that's probably what's scaring Arsenal off at the moment, is that it is gonna cost upwards of hundred million if they want him right now. Um, but there's something ironic about it as well that you know he's just saved an eight month ban. He dons the top with a betting company on, on as the main sponsor, plays for a guy who owns a club that owns a betting company, and you just think ugh, it, it gets the teeth a little bit, doesn't it? No, I'm not gonna begrudge anybody having an acca, but um it's a bit not two faced, but it's like you know, you're banning people when you're playing for a um a heavily invested um betting company, shall we say? It just doesn't sit right for me. No, I,
0: I, I absolutely agree with that. Um Johnny, obviously the, the main talking point from this game um, was uh, Tony Gold. Uh, where obviously uh, I'm sure everyone's seen it, where he, he moves the referee's um, phone, um, and 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 and, and but I, I think listen, it it, it happens. Um, I think I think everyone. I, I'm not, to be fair, i have not seeing anyone move the phone, but they all move the ball. Um, I, I think it's. I'm not a fan uh, of the forest keeper Turner at all. Uh, another goalkeeper that I, I wouldn't want. Uh, I think he's got to be looked at for the for the goal here. Um, and I don't agree with with Nuno's assessment after the game where it was, he was complaining um about Tony I think he's got to be talking to his his goalkeeper and his defenders about um about that more uh. but what was your thoughts around that and obviously you know it, it's, it's grabbed the headlines um this week yeah
2: um yeah to feed a quote, sorry, quote a famous man. I'm not quite sure who, might have been my dad, but what a load of shite. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even move, he literally moves it a tiny bit to the side. So it's not like he's taking any space. Ask Nuno how many of his players stole 5-10 yards for every throw they took during that game.
1: Exactly, you know?
2: yeah absolute garbage, uh, and like you say my first thing, even when you seen it I didn't even notice it, it wasn't until the replays after um, but the um, the strike itself in the wall was embarrassing the wall actually jumped the complete opposite side out of the way, and for some reason as he goes to take it, the wall completely narrowed it went on the door.
0: Even
2: more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just kind of enclosed, so they were all huddled together it was like, it, they actually made Tony's mind up for him so, Yeah, I would agree with you, mate. I think the problem has got nothing to do with that ball shifting whatsoever, it was to do with the wall, and like you say, that's where your goalkeeper should be absolutely hammering them because he has to see that, he's the one to view. So, yeah, uh, much ado about nothing, mate. I enjoyed the game, by the way, it was a cracking game. Yeah, it
0: was, it was, and yeah, sorry, I started with Tony coming back and then Tony goal, but um, Jamie, just, just to finish up, then obviously, Forrest, it was a good game um yeah. with an absolute stormer of a finish as well chris wood gets one it was it was end to end uh, it was something that you want from a saturday night football but um obviously brentford have been struggling now they've got time yeah. back. i think that's the big boost the big three points for so, yeah, forrest and i out of it yet though
1: no um you know brentford's brentford's sitting on 22 points right now so that puts them i think the six points above the relegation zone There's absolutely no way if you think that ivan tony stays there he doesn't get them another 12 15 points so i have no worries about them at all especially when you think of some of the afcon players that they'll get back um i think bueno will be up for a bit longer but uh, visa as a partnership up front you can only see them just getting better that's why i think it will be you know it's a ridiculous price tag but that's what it's going to take to get prize him out of Brentford um in this window. So I think it'll be fine for them. Forrest Forrest have got a bit of a weird one because they, you know if you go back a couple of months ago, they were they were setting pretty decent. You know, they were they were they were I think um you know the manager before he got the bullet um was doing well and then obviously they went on that slide didn't they they changed to Nuno um and I think he got he started getting he started picking up points what he has done is he started playing his own version of players. So the boy is at the right back, Montiel, scored the winning penalty in the World Cup final. I'm not a biggest fan, he's a walking yellow card, but he's got something about him. Um, do you know what I mean? And, and, and he's been playing, um, you know, he's been playing um, him compared to, you know, he wasn't getting played before. I think Nuno probably needs a window to get his players in. And if you go by some of the transfer rumours, that um the, the potential of looking at... There's some probably creative deals going in there. Um, But I think that hops back to the financial fair play that probably might come on to later on. They've got to catch themselves in a bit of a tricky one. I don't think they're going to be dropping any money. It's going to be loan deals. Um, But as you said, the couple of players that we've seen that they've been linked with, you can't really turn down and probably would improve them. I'm personally not that worried about Forest. I think Palace are probably more in danger of dropping into that. Um, just because of the situation we said I think Everton are down there I think Palace drop into there I think Forest pick up points I really do they just need to get the players back um, and as I said like Gibbs-Weight, Alanga they've seen already that, that that's goals for them um, and that's before you start talking about the main striker one year when he's due back at some point so I think Forrest will be okay
2: he was a big loss for them massive loss uh, I think uh, I think you're right I think Nuno Nuno has some really good links like on the continent back home I think um, he had a part he had a, a good eye for that when he was at Wolves I think it was like every chance he could do that again yeah it'd be an interesting one with
0: with Nuno I'm not oh, I, don't I don't know do you know what he's done really well Wolves actually if you look look <coughs> back of that look at the job he's done, even the players he's Um, Tottenham maybe was a last stop, but a lot of managers have been, so yeah,
2: it, it yes. maybe be suits him a little bit more, I'd be interested to see uh, what... His record, what... his record's honking mate, I actually yeah. looked over it and done a wee bit of digging for it, I think it was a previous pod when he came in, and yeah. it's, it's bad, yeah, other than the wheels where he did do well, other than that, he's pretty much had the bullet everywhere he's been.
0: Well, going to going into there and uh, and digging out um, two of the best players in Benzema and Jota wasn't uh, wasn't the best start for him, was it? But um, yeah, I'm quite interested to see how he does there. But but Johnny, another really good game of football um, on Sunday uh, had a little bit of everything. Um, it was a a, a two-all uh, Desmond between Sheffield United and West Ham. Um, what was your thoughts on on this game? There was there's a lot to pick in and there's a couple of points that I'll, I'll ask both here, but. Um, what
2: was your thoughts on, on the game as a whole? Um, I thought it was quite evenly balanced. It was a feisty game. Um, it's like one of those games that pretty much had everything. You know, it covered pretty much every talking point. So I'm gonna try and avoid the main points because that's probably gonna be your questions. <laughs> I don't even want to bust them. Um, but that I meant listen, I enjoyed the game. I'll be listen, I'll put my cards on the table. I was dying on Sunday. I was in a bad way far too much uh, on Saturday night. So uh, I have to re-watch the game today. I try to watch it Sunday, but I may as well have been looking at it through binoculars. Um, but yeah, even, even watching, I watched the extended highlights and I actually enjoyed them. Um, but uh, yeah, for what I've seen, I thought 2-2 two, two was probably a bit right. Granted, it came about probably not the fairest way, it would be a way to say it, a horrible way to drop two points towards the back end there. But, yeah, I mean, I think Sheffield will probably be happier with the point in West Ham. But, um, yeah, I, I'm trying my hardest to not step on a landmine, going <laughs> to ask a question.
0: I actually thought, I agree, I don't think there was a lot in it. I think Sheffield I probably just, push, uh, just shaded it. Um, I thought they they, they definitely didn't deserve to to lose. All right, Jamie, first first one then. I think the two the two big talking points. Whether it's we'll start with it. obviously West Ham it, it take the lead twice and then a late penalty from At Burnie. But um, I want to ask you both about the sending the first sending off from from uh, Brewster. Um, any complaints at all with this one? And what has happened to this kid?
1: Jamie. Um. I'll say yes, red card. Um, I can't. I don't think I can have any complaints about it. Two. Brewster was brilliant for the Love plunders. Like as a youngster, he was breaking records in the unders, and he, he had he had the they had this big career planned out. I was shocked when he went to Sheffield United, but the fact they paid twenty five million for him, then I can't really say anything. But he's just dropped off the face of the planet. Um, and I don't know whether it's the fact he plays alongside Ollie McBurney, um, that you know has probably dropped his standards a little bit, but um, he wasn't even getting a game at the beginning of the season. You know, I think it was the lad Archer, wasn't it, that came in and kind of stole the show. So, um, I think he's uh, he, you know, he reminds me of Jordan Ibe. Remember the youngster that came through at Liverpool and kind of didn't, he was bit in and out, but then moved on to I think it was Bournemouth and then just dropped off the fair end of the earth. Um, it's just yeah, he's, he's he's obviously not gonna to get to the heights that was expected of him. Um but he's had a couple of records, if I'm not mistaken now. I that, you know, petulance, uh, over 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 Um, I don't think he can have many complaints with it, to be fair.
0: Johnny, just 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 on that, I think we we've said it before, a good spell in the Premier League can make you a millionaire for life. And I think that's with <laughs> Brewster. Um to, to think, you know, Sheffield United spent forty-five. The best cuts of forty-five million on Ollie McBurnie and Brewster is. I tell you what, that is incredible, really. really but, um, but yeah, just on that, any you agree there with, with Jamie's assessment on the red card?
2: Yes, yeah, it was a stinker, bad challenge. Um, it looked like he meant he, he meant to hit him. So yeah, he had to go. Me, it was a nailed-on red card. He could have got two red cards for it, to be honest. They, they, I would agree with everything you've said I mean, it was one of those head-scratchers the transfer itself uh, the the was ridiculous so yeah, Liverpool had to take it but I mean, did they have a good spell in the Premier League? Like you said, they'd done well in the youth maybe it showed some signs but mm. I didn't think there was much more than that I think they were trying to buy them What they were trying to see the future for that yeah. transfer um, but yeah, why that's happened or where he is I don't know, mate. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. I I don't know the lad. I don't know what he's like. But it did not look good. And we haven't seen much of him. And they're bringing in some extra bodies. So, especially, I mean, that's a chance. You know, he's been thrown in as a chance. Go and steal your position. And, yeah, he definitely didn't do that.
0: No, that's the the worst way to to go about it. But, but Jamie, uh, a couple of points. So, I'll go to both of them because you can can cover both at once. So, Sheffield United get a penalty, last kick of the ball do you think that was a penalty? Uh, There's been a lot of talk about that. And then obviously what follows that two minutes later, where Bowens uh, looks like he's pulled down and it goes the other way. And it didn't even get looked at. What were your thoughts on on, on the crazy few minutes?
1: I'll try and be as platonic as possible. But with the first one, I think Sheffield United would do some luck. Like they've had a couple of stinkers this season that have not went their way, rightly or wrongly. They would do one that went their way. So I'm not going to begrudge them Um, that that decision, I'm really not it was I would hate it to be given against us but I could understand why they were given the second one I think Bowen instigates it I really do Bowen's not looking, Bowen's kind of he's running towards the defender the defender's naturally going to have his arms out to kind of measure his distance Bowen then kind of does that he doesn't jump. He kind of just lifts his feet off the floor. It makes it look as though he's been impeding. And I think, I think, so the thing is, see if that's given anywhere else on the pitch. I can't tell you who it goes to because the ref, it's his decision. The fact that it's in the penalty box, I don't think should sway that. And he's obviously made a judgment on it. I don't think VAR needs to get involved in that because he doesn't miss a clear and obvious. I can't believe I'm sticking up for VAR. The, the the definition is it's a clear and obvious area. Now, if they've said to him, what will we'll probably come out of the Michael Owen, Michael, uh, uh, no, the Howard Show, was that the ref probably says no, it was the two of them, and VAR go, well, it's his decision. Uh, you know, he's not, he's seen it, he's made a decision on it, so we won't get involved. If he gives a decision and he gives it to, for example, Sheffield United, and they go, no, no. Sheffield United instigated that, and pulled Owen Bowen down. Then you can understand why it was given. I'm not convinced the ref didn't see it and was an obvious error. So again, I'm kind of going to side with Sheffield United on this because they were due some luck, Um and I think they're at the stage you now where they'll pinch, rob, steal any kind of point they can get, and I can't blame them for it. Yeah, no, fair point. I think I think they
0: are due a bit. You are right to point out that if you go against them. Um, but
2: Johnny, what, what did you make? Do you agree there with, with Jamie's assessment? I'm quite glad he said it, mate, because uh, I looked into it a a bit as well, and I thought it would probably be the unpopular opinion. But Jamie it first. I thought that what they showed you, especially in the highlights, there's, they gave you one like one view and one angle, and they cut like three seconds of that move off. It starts with Bowen. He runs in. To the lad, and he, he puts his hands out, so his hands are on his arm, the defender's arms. The defender obviously backtracks, and he's got his hands out and ends up pulling him back with him, if that makes sense. So he kind of instigates the actual play, and as they both go down, the ball clatters his hand. I mean, it, you know, we're supposed to go with clear and obvious. I don't think there was a clear and obvious there at all. Uh, I think if it, they did get it, they would have been
1: incredibly lucky. No, fair,
0: fair point. I think Really good good points there
1: where uh... I just point out as well that West Ham to score two goals with the amount of players they've got missing right now, mm-hmm. where you know, probably you know bigger than what they're actually giving themselves credit for. They've lost some big players at the moment. I mean, Kudos is over in the AFCON, Paqueta's is missing for about three months. I think I don't think the boy Alvarez played, did he? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've lost the the central defenders at Egod. Um, he's over playing for Morocco. They've got they've got a long list of players and there was talk about whether Bowen was even gonna be, be able be, be able yeah, to play. Fair, to be fair, yeah. So I was more surprised that actually West Ham scored two goals um as a positive to take away from the game. Um
2: don't tell the West Ham fans are that, mate.
1: They
2: don't have a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. It was actually I was definitely... Moyes out again. Uh, I see, was that was
1: because Moise instigated that revolt, didn't he? Moise was giving it. You know, we went into full uh, Nuno Espirito, didn't he, about um, what, what's, the, what's the reason for war and all that kind of stuff. There's, um, just,
0: there, I don't there's understand
2: like, it. Yeah. There,
0: there's more. I want to touch on West Ham a little, a little bit later, but <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with more with Johnny. I'm um, thinking, yeah. Um, They're they're in meltdowns for no reason at the minute, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but but Jamie um we'll, we'll come to the to, to the late game then Sunday. Um Liverpool comfortable um against against Bournemouth, uh 4-0 winners, uh Nunes with two and Jota with two. Um I thought the first half was pretty poor. I mean, again, I thought Liverpool looked pretty comfortable, but goal early in the um in the second half, and then it was it was cruise control uh, after that. But you must be delighted with. Know, to go away
1: from home and, uh, and score four goals. Yeah, and, and you know, I was talking to Johnny about this last night, and you know, we were having a joke about uh Funneld actually doesn't tell the story of the game. As, as you said, Mason, the first half was pretty grim. Um, but it, you, you could probably say that about a lot of Liverpool's away games this season. You go back to Palace before Christmas, we you know we had to go a goal down before we turned that one round. Um, we you know, we had to, we went behind against Luton, um, we went behind against Wolves. It's been the story of our season. Um the second off is, is where we obviously turned up. And there's that stat kicking about of how many goals we've scored after the 75th minute. It's like talking about an extra 10 goals compared to most teams, which is kind of unheard of. I think the, the plaudits, quite rightly, will go to people like Jota and, and Nunes. You know, people will say in Nunes, his numbers right now are absolutely ridiculous. He's got 10 goals in all competitions and 10 assists. He's the first person in the top five leagues to register double digits on both sets of stats. That's not bad for a guy that potentially actually isn't even the first starter when it comes to the front line, you know. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely loving it, and I can see Johnny's little literally giggling. He's got his hand over the cover of his mouth because you know he he loves a good Nunes run. But the fact that we don't have salary and we're still scoring this many goals. Um, uh, yeah, I'm brimming, Cheshire cat, and I, I'm I'm, I'm gonna, i gonna I'll say two points. One, I love the fact that people still still don't think Liverpool are in this. Everybody's still talking about City. <clears throat> and quite right. You go back to last year, we weren't giving Arsenal a shot at this. Do you know what I mean? And and, and we were proven, right? However, if, the, if there is one team that can do it to live, that City, I fully believe it's Liverpool, just the way that they're playing. So I, I definitely think it's a, two, a two-tier race. Um, and I think, you know, with the goals that we're putting in, I'm absolutely buzzing for this season. The second point I would say is, bit that's probably gone unnoticed is actually Klopp. Klopp's been making changes in these second offs that's turning the games for us. Little tweaks with players and he did the same again at the weekend. You know, um he he, he brought cacpo on um he took he took diaz off um brought gakpo on and gakpo was the link up man who started all the you know started he's done that so many times a season Klopp has and I think I think he called Klopp calls this Liverpool 2.0 I think he's right up there with it. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp signs a new contract because he's loving life at the moment. Um, Just the same as every Liverpool fan. Um, 4-0 away to Bournemouth. Buzzing with it. I really am. Um, And, you know, the the fixture list um, is going to be fun for the next couple of weeks. We've got Chelsea and Arsenal back-to-back coming up. Um, Sandwiched in between cup games and stuff. So um, a big month. I did say, I think, I think I said before the podcast, sorry, before Christmas, the, the, the key time was going to be when Salah comes back from the AFCON. Where's our position going to be? Are we still going to be in the top two? Um, so far, so good. And I'm going to stick with that um, because, yeah, it's, 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 it's good viewing at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I agree with, with Jamie, to be honest. I've said it since day one as well, to be fair. I think Liverpool have got a right. good chance of winning this title. We've got to say the title, but once we're on the subject, Johnny, I think, to be honest, to go back to the sort of game, I think Jamie summed it up quite well. Not too much to say about Bournemouth. I thought they were poor, um, lacked quality, big time. Um, but, yeah, you know, the quality of Liverpool, I think, overshone. But what? what's your thoughts on the title race? If you had to put your money on a, a team now, Johnny, who, who would it be?
2: No, 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 Wait, but one second. Let's back this up to Darwin. (laughs) Can't you let let him do that? I mean, jump it. 10 goals, 10 assists, 10 pensioners, 2 cameramen,
1: 14 ball (laughs) boys. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. He's, he's he's, he's well. actually, he's like, he's XG's like 0.39 or something, that's ridiculous. No, no, he,
2: he, he's doing well, he's doing well. I, I, listen, I've always said, all Batman aside, I actually like the kid. I think I was a player in there. Once he gets settled, I think he could be dynamite. I still believe that, but I still enjoy winding him up. Um, yeah, so, question Do I think Liverpool are in the title race, or who do I see in the title race? Who do you see in the title race, and
0: who do you see?
2: Uh, on the mid- uh, right now? Uh, I think the way it is just now um, with Liverpool, I think they will be delighted to be going under the radar. Um, like Jamie just said, they're in Man City. They're still talking about them. They're still talking about Arsenal. They ain't mentioning Liverpool much, and I think that suits them perfectly. Uh, they can just go about their business quietly. So, I mean, it's not going to be like that forever. Can they stick the season Um, Right now, I don't see why not. Um, I do think Liverpool are a team that rely on certain key personnel. Um, I know they do have cover, which they do, but if they get a couple of bad injuries, I think it could change things.
1: They have a couple of bad injuries. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean... I'm
2: talking talking long term. So, for example, Mm. let's just say you lost Salah and... uh, Anybody you want any key player, I think that Trent, would cause a Trent, I think
1: Trent's been brilliant this season.
2: Um I I I'm trying, I'm not trying to jinx you guys, I will touch with for you. But I think but I mean you could say that about other teams as well. I just one of the things like with City, I don't think you do say that. I think that's still yeah. probably the one edge that we'd give them. Um I think Arsenal Toil if they lose a couple of players, I don't still don't think they have the depth. Um so I think that would be the difference. But as it is right now, mate, yeah, why, why not? Absolutely why not? I think City have still got that gear to jump. They do it every time once we get to, like, what, March? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe April, they just they jump a level. Um, they've done it every year for God knows how long. I don't see why it's going to be any different this year. But as long as Liverpool keep doing what they're doing, then it wouldn't really be a factor. They still have the ground to make up. It's not a huge gap, but... We've seen it with Arsenal. We've seen that huge lead and we've seen how fast it can change. It is a long season, mate. My, I would still tip City um, yeah. just purely because of who they are and what they've done. But I, I give full credit to Liverpool. I think they've been really good, really good to watch. Granted, mostly second half. We've been slow starting. That's been a frequent thing, but they seem to be setting it right.
1: I think one of the key things for me is that, as Johnny just said, we've got a few players out. You've got Robertson due back. You've got Salas out for a few weeks now. trent due back we need our players to come back and hit the floor running together and keep us that momentum. I think what City do have is that they can afford to play De Bruyne for 20 minutes for the next three weeks and he probably still puts in the same shift or the same output, if you like. Um, Haaland has, you know, he's only just started training again. They've got that much quality, you know, um, they can spread their love a little bit um, and and, and afford to maybe only play them half a game or something. Um, So, it's definitely against Liverpool, you know. Let's let's be honest. City are still the outliers. They the outliers. They have to be. Um, I'm looking forward though to getting some of the key players. If you go back to December, I think you know, arguably some of our best players were Trent Alexander-Arnold. I thought Wataru Endu, come into his game, played brilliant in the centre of the park. Um, the young lad Quansa was brilliant at centre back. Three players that are not playing now, and we're still in the position that we're in. So. I'm just happy with the squad depth that we've got. We've got suboz still to come back as well. I think McAllister's gone under the radar. He's been found out a couple of times in games. But again, against Bournemouth, I thought he was brilliant. And and people like um Curtis Jones. I know John's got a bit of a hard on for people like Curtis Jones. Um, you know, he's he's getting his time in the game and, and the team and doing well. So for me, I, I hope it continues. Yeah, that's one. Uh, yeah, I think I think I've got to
0: agree. I think City the well, yeah, edge, but but don't write off uh, Liverpool. Um, uh, Johnny, just just very quickly then, both people the, the game Monday night football. Uh, n- not really a lot to, to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That sums it up really nice. Uh, Brighton nil, uh, Wolves nil. Um, I think Brighton. I, I, I think they're doing okay. I think they'll, you ask any Brighton fan, they're probably happy with their position, but they're missing something that they they had last season.
2: Um, and I think it would definitely feel like two points dropped for them and, a, you know, a point change for Wolves, Johnny. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I, I watched the game. Uh, I actually sat and chatted with, with Jamie last night We sat and watched the game. Uh, it's one that, you know, I do a fair bit of research for each pod and that's one of the games where you had to do absolutely none and you could talk as if you seen the game because absolutely nothing happened. Um, Two teams who got forward, got into good positions. Uh, I thought Wills got into much better positions than Brighton did, but just nothing to, once they got into, into the position. It was either a bad ball or a bad choice, and that seemed to be pretty much repeated for 90 minutes. Um Actually, say, Pedro chance
1: summed it up, didn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: did mean, that was
2: that was... He was getting into those positions a few times, Jamie. I think it was maybe three or four... Mm-hmm where he pretty much broke through but the head was down and never really always made the bad the bad choice. Yeah, the wrong choice, sorry. But I would agree with Brighton, mate, they haven't they haven't hit the heights. Um I think maybe found out a little bit it is a much heavier load when you're playing on all these extra fronts, but not you know what I mean, all these extra games of European football and that they do have a very young squad. Um the offered injuries as well. And you add all that together, I just don't think they're co- they've built to cope with that. Um, it doesn't mean they can't. I think it's a learning curve for them. But I mean, they're not a million miles away. It's not, it's not like we're talking about they're fighting in the bottom half and struggling. Um, I think it's a club that will continue to improve to rectify. So uh, I'm not really afraid for them. I think they'll be fine. But yeah, they have been off a wee bit a bit
1: lackluster. Yeah.
0: Jamie, anything? To, to add from
1: from that free no I, I i think you know Brighton's probably just a better reality check for them you know they, they they did so well last year i mean they're still sitting seventh you know what i mean they're, they're not exactly having a bad season um they're, they're missing some key players uh, matoma's out um Adlinga, who's been really good from the seasons away at the afcon um you know danny Welbeck only plays really good once every four games but do you know what i mean it's it's you know, what, what do Brighton fans expect, really? Um, they're set in seventh. They, they're undefeated in the last four games after last night. They're not doing bad. They're still in Europe. Um, but, yeah, I'm with John. I expected a Brighton win last night. Um, they'll definitely view it as two points dropped, but I wouldn't be worried about them anytime soon.
2: To be fair, Brighton, I don't think they do. You know, I don't think they expect a lot more than that. I think the majority of them are probably realising, especially the last season, they were playing above the what was expected of them and mm. probably just enjoying it. So, And they're probably just enjoying the European adventure as well. I think we'll be OK. And like we say, by saying West Ham, are having all these issues with fans expecting more. They're only two, two, three points off West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's not much between them.
0: Nice. No, yeah, maybe, maybe a bit, a little bit, a bit, a bit harsh there on, on Brian, but I just, I just, see when I've watched them, I've just not been, I think I was really impressed with, all, with the it's, it's
1: because you expected them to win. It yeah. just seems deflated yeah. that it didn't happen, that's, right. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but Jamie, let's go let's on to the the fun part of the, of the show, and, and I do love a transfer. Window.
1: Everton? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> well, listen. It comes in. It comes in nicely. Um, yeah. I think last year was the record. Last January was the record wasn't it, for for spending yep. in the Premier League in January. And uh, this year has got, got to be the complete opposite and be the record yeah. for for no one spending. Um, we haven't seen a lot of deals happening, especially for for, for money. Obviously, financial fair play has got a big um, saying on that. Everton, you know, could be could be getting um, more points. deducted. same with Nottingham Forest. So it's becoming a real problem for clubs. Um, but, yeah, what what's your thoughts on, on the window so far and, and financial fair play um, as, as a whole?
1: Um, on a personal point, um, I knew Liverpool weren't going to do any deals. Um, you know, the, the, the amount of changes we made in the midfield, um, you know, I would be the first to say we're still either a defender or a midfielder away from being a proper, proper big outfit. But you don't buy three midfielders and then buy a fourth and then went to window. So, um, I was never looking at it from a Liverpool point of view, but what you just said from the league point of view, I'm kind of shocked, but I'm not shocked. I'm shocked that everybody's kind of fear of falling foul, of fair, financial fair play, but it all goes back to those 10 points. that everything got ducked. The moment, the moment the the Premier League stopped helping teams by, you know, giving them a dispensation where they could spread the, the, you know, the the issues that they had, um, it was always gonna it was always gonna go on the back burner for a lot of teams, um, you know, and I th- I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna go into the summer as well, um, I think Everton are, you know, shall we say, the one they are the perfect example of probably not how to do it. And what I mean by that, not to harp on a bit them, but they've been found guilty um, and given a 10-point deduction. That naturally goes into the next season. And the next season, they continue that trend. They're now facing a further, a further, um you know, uh, punishment. And the projection from some of the top people is that, based on their current finances, they're going to fall foul next year as well so because it's a three-year cycle you can lose 105 million over a three-year window two years ago they lost the best part of 80 million that's why they went over because of the other years the last year they lost 25 million so they're over for the first two years so next so basically what they're saying is they can't lose a single penny this season which is just not going to happen so you're facing three seasons worth of you know issues nottingham forest have found themselves to be in a similar similar situation And I think it's got a lot of teams scared. Um, You know, Newcastle being the perfect example. Newcastle want to come in and do the right thing, but they have the funds. They have the funds where they could go and blitz. They could spend $105 now in this window and go, right, we'll we'll figure it out over the next two seasons. If they qualify for the Champions League or something, they can obviously claw that back in. But they're just not doing it. They're talking about selling. You know, we'll come to the transfer rumours, but they're talking about selling because it's probably got them worried. you know, it's City haven't spent anything. Do you know what I mean? City are quite obvious. They've got uh, not areas that they want to improve, but they've got an aging squad in certain in certain places that you think they they want some. You know, some of the 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 young up and coming people to come through. City look as though they're going to be using the youth to be players this season because they don't want to do the same thing. Um, so I think it's got a lot of teams scared and. If I'm honest, it's probably a long time coming because how some of these teams can spend so much in a January window seems absolutely crazy.
0: Johnny, I've, that end point there for Jamie, I've said that for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Um, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And obviously, a little different for me and you seeing it supporting two Scottish clubs mm-hmm. and seeing teams like Bournemouth being able to spend 50 million last January and thinking, how are they they doing this? Um, I think think everyone's got their own opinions on financial fair play and how it's been brought in. I do do sort of agree there with Jamie in terms of Newcastle. They want to do it the right way, but they've got the money there to spend. Obviously, we've seen Chelsea do that years beyond, City do that. Newcastle now can't go and do that. Um, And I do think it's going to be hard for anyone to go and break that top, you know, like like your, your cities. Because, because your financial fair play is going to keep sort of pulling you back. Um, but what's your, what's your thoughts on, on on there, what Jamie said, and sort of financial fair play? And, and, and it's just been strange this window to not have hardly any movement. Uh,
2: I honestly think with financial fair play, for too long, it was a laughing stock. It was a shambles. It was easy to work around, um, whether it was fiddling the books, fluffing transfers, whatever you want to call it. There was a hell of a lot of teams guilty, of and a lot of the teams that are quiet and going under the radar they'll have the same worries as well because I think they were all at it some worse than others 100%. Yes, um, now we're starting to see teams slowly but surely finally getting picked up. Let's not forget how far these charges for Man City go back. We're not oh. talking a few months, you know, we're talking years, it's a long way. And from what I've been reading, that as serious as. But their case is there's so many of them and it's so difficult to prove and it's scattered over so many charities we're talking that it's going to be like something like 2025 before anything comes in so they could still control and boss the league until that point and then get hammered uh, and but again from what i've read it sounds like they should um but newcastle i would agree is it's, it's it must be frustrating for them, because like you, Jamie's just touched on, and yourself, they, they have, they're one of these teams with an endless pot of gold. You know, if it, that financial fair play wasn't there, they could literally sign anybody they want uh, and do it all in one window, which is unreal. Um, but obviously, with financial fair play, they can't. And they're looking to sell, which is, it is a bit weird. Um, I thought they were pretty solid with financial fair play. Um, They haven't spent hugely since they've come in. But then they don't really sell a lot. There's not really many that jump out me where they've made fortunes in signings. They don't have homegrown players that they can sell on, and, you know, they get a wee wee bonus for that with financial fair play. They don't have that. Um, So maybe it's that. Because the Almiron one, not so much Trippier, I think there's more to that one, but the the Almiron one reeks uh, fluff in the books. The <laughs> um, sound, oh, I, I, that's what As Chelsea have done it as well. They we can say what they want with all these Saudi transfers, they have fluff the books massively. And it probably, but if it bites them on the ass, then so be it. Uh, it's very much a case that you reap what you sow. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot has to do with that. And that's why we're seeing very, very few transfers. I think we'll all see something, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I still think somebody's going to chuck I think there's going to be loads of money long
1: deals. Yeah, I think it's going to be loads of loan deals that are going to on.
2: I still think there'll be a big transfer or two. I really do. Um, as to whom or where, I don't know. But it's like they can't help themselves. You
1: know? mm-hmm. yeah. This is probably the first time that you can actually say that financial fair play is actually working. Yeah. Because I mean, it's deterring people from spending money. When was I the think first the time them was the catalyst. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah,
2: they've seen, look, uh, I mean, theirs was obviously during the COVID season and stuff, but they tried to get away with it, they never, mm-hmm. and now it's coming back again. But yeah, that's that's a warning to say, look, we, we're not messing about here. If you've done it, we might not get you now. It might take years, but we are coming. Um, yeah. So th- absolutely, that must be hanging over their head. But then you say, well, is it a good thing? Then, I mean, that's why it's there. so. But like you say, the whole bondmouth thing as well, that still eats away at me, mate. Ever since you mentioned it, <laughs> 50 million spent, and here's my team taking 14 loan deals for guys who bought my regis. What's going on? I know, I know, I
0: feel, feel exactly the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> but uh, but just, just on the financial fair pay, we had a, a decent discussion myself with, with my mates the other day, um, talking about financial fair pay, and, and, and I have a Tony, and I know we've touched on him already tonight, but see if Brentford are realistically asking for 70. 80 million, right? And that's what you read in the press. I think he could do a job at all the, the top teams. I, I don't know if he gets in. I, I know he doesn't get in City's team instead of Highland. i debate. I think I'd probably rather Nunes as well. I don't I know. Some people would. I would agree. I'd I would agree. agree. Um, so I'll take them two away. But the Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, they could all do with Ivan with Tony. But I think the question I want to ask both of you is, would you, can you see, these teams spending seventy eight million on a twenty-eight-year-old um, with financial fair play biting biting the arse? because you said there, Johnny. You've seen Chelsea riddle it a little bit with giving out seven and eight-year contracts. You can't do that to Avantone. He's, he's not at the age where what value you're going to be getting, you know, for that.
1: Jamie, I, so. I think this window absolutely not. No, I just don't see it. I don't. I, I really don't. I don't think Brentford, you know. Brentford hold all the cards here. Um, I think if I'm right in thinking, come to summer, though, he's got a year left in his contract. So, you know, again, I don't see that being the deal. If I'm honest, I don't see Liverpool going for him. He's, he's a Liverpool He's a Liverpool boy at heart. I don't see Liverpool going for him. He was a Newcastle youngster, and they've already got people like Isak, so I don't see them Newcastle going for him. I just don't think he's a Man U type of player. I really don't. Um, Chelsea would be intriguing, but, I mean, yeah, that they they would absolutely rinse them for about 150 million if it was Chelsea. Um, if I'm honest, I think he will go to Arsenal, um, but I don't think it'll be like an 80 million fee. I wouldn't be surprised if they got creative and done something like 60 million plus um, in Ketia. And, uh, you know, like 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 another tra- like another, another another trading. The one worry I would have for Arsenal, and I, I kind of got into this debate with somebody on Twitter. So it was an Arsenal fan. He was he was trying to give me big style. Arsenal begged Brentford for their keeper on loan to get around financial fair play they can't just then muster up 60-70 million a season later when they've already purchased people like Havertz and Declan Rice yeah. so they are going to have to get creative and don't forget they've still to pay the Brentford money because it was by, it was a loan with a with a purchase of about 35 million I think it was reported yeah. so they've already got to give Brentford 35 million so again Could it be Arsenal? I don't know. Honestly, I think it's a weird one. Um, 28 is a bit... I'm not going to say past it because that's unfair. I I think 28 is at the higher end, Um, especially with Harry Kane is, what, 31 and went for 100 million, Um, but two total different class of players. I think just Brentford hold all the cards. I wouldn't be surprised if Brentford just held on to him but I wouldn't, you know, and until his contract runs out and see what they do, see if they get creative with their own transfers. Um, but again, I think there's some gentleman's, contract, gentleman's agreement in there that, you know, whilst he was on his ban, that there was probably some steel struck that, you know, if a certain bid come in from him of a certain team, then, you know, they would allow certain um, things to happen, if you like. I, as I said, I, I don't see the big six. I think... I think it's going to take a big punt from anybody to get him. To be fair, yeah. So um, no, I didn't give you a. I didn't give you a good enough answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: no, there's a lot. There's a lot with this one, isn't there?
2: That's that's why I asked, Johnny. What, what's your thoughts? I Ivan Tony is at the higher end at 28. Most of I must be ready for his pencil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway. 400 mil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, the players sell me. I think, and looking at. The, the the let's just say top half of the table that it's it's the kind of player that Arsenal and Chelsea are screaming out for yeah uh, and just in terms of caliber and what he can do hundred uh, percent that it would be ideal for the, both of them but will it happen no I don't think so either like you said Chelsea have kind of worked around with the long contracts that kind of they can't do that it nullifies that um, they could do a loan deal and just say you give us Tony and we'll give you 27 players off our base. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 2%, the- 2% of the squad. <laughs> um, but it, like you say, I think financial fair play would score for as well. I mean, they keep claiming that they've got the, the, the books balanced, um, but they, they, have, they have the best accountants in the world. Um so, yeah, I, I don't think that happens. And I think you could put Arsenal in the same bracket with that as well. Uh, the, the money they've spent, they've not really brought much in. Uh, I think that would be a big ask for them, too. Uh, but, but the fee they're asking, I mean, he's only got a year. He's only a year on his contract, or just over? Yeah. Just, um, just over
1: at the moment. It's a year yeah, coming
2: into the season. 20 million, 28. Uh, what you say? Season, a good season in the Premier League? No, this season no, because he's not played much. But um, it, it could, it could. Will it happen? No, I would like to see it happen. I'd love to see him go to Chelsea, but I don't see that happening. Really.
0: No, I don't think it's in there. The way that they're going and recruiting at the minute, I don't. I, don't think, I know it has been scattered on, but it's been a lot younger than than twenty eight. Um, there's a couple more gents I want to quickly get through. Um, Johnny, I'll, I'll start with you on, on this one. Um, Spurs done their business really early. Uh, obviously the sign in of Werner on loan uh, with an option to buy it and excuse my is it drago dragovic drago,
1: sorry
0: dragerson um another center half which they, they needed as well um for a you know see for a, for a you know decent fee but not as big as what we've seen in, in sort of uh, the summer um what's your thoughts on these ones I think that obviously seeing Celtic last season um, and 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 watching Spurs this season, I actually think Werner suits him, um really well. Um, see a lot of I see I see him. I, I think someone made a good point uh, about Meada that, that that plays for Celtic, and he and he plays that selfless role. I don't think he's. I'm not comparing him to Tim Werner, here, by the way, but technically he's not great, but he does not stop, and it suits the style. I can see Werner playing in that sort of similar similar
2: role um but i do think they've done some, some decent business there and i think they they did sort of need to i mean yeah i think the the defensive part the job is needed um their cover was pretty much eric dyer who's obviously now away so i don't know what they paid i think it was maybe 25 35 million something like that it's probably euros but they, do, they, they, they did need that addition. But with, with Timo Werner, I like Timo Werner um, as a player. I've uh, seen a lot of him in the Bundesliga before he went to Chelsea, and he was dynamite, absolute dynamite. Um, when he came to Chelsea, he just he was in a broken system. I think it's quite hard, to, a bit unfair, probably, to, to be too harsh on him. But he is a bit scattergun. Um, he is awfully. What I'm looking for, clumsy, I suppose, a bit rash in terms mm. of his chances, his shooting, and his, his delivery It can be either excellent or terrible. Uh, when I thought when he was at Chelsea, my, my kind of opinion on it was his head went down and he was just shattered, confidence wise. But to come back into the Premier League, I just feel like you're putting that pressure straight back on. Yeah, I don't think you dealt with it when you were at Chelsea. Is he going to deal with him when he's at Spurs? I mean, I've said that a few times about um, Ange that I do think he's a good man-manager. Um, I think if anybody can call a player out of him, it's him. And I do think that player's there. But can he do it? I, I don't know. He still looked a bit the same when you see him in the first game. Uh, still kind of the same vibe from him. That doesn't mean that's that can't change. It could be a good sign. I mean, there is potential in it. Um, definitely potential on it. I, I would be gutted to see them do well. It's just a shame it would be at Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would
0: say I think that's a good, good bit of business. Jamie, uh, thoughts on on Spurs? Uh, them? I think Spurs is probably the most ideal team for them.
1: Um, yeah, apart from outside of a Liverpool, what I mean is like that front three plays on the left wing of that and cut, and it has the ability to cut in and hit the byline. I like. I'm like Johnny. I I, I watched Team of quite a lot. When he was at Leipzig, he was breaking. He was breaking defenses all on his own, um, and that was before Nkunku got there. And then you know everybody's got everybody's got something good to say about Nkunku, but I think Timo Werner was probably the first person to do it um, out of them. Ch- Chelsea break most of the players that go to them, unfortunately, um, and you know they play them out of position. They play them, you know, they don't give them enough chances. Uh, so he did, he did kind of flop at Chelsea, um, but he still gets in on the goals. Um, you know, I think if you look at his opening game. I think they scored. What did he score? Did he score four goals? And I think he assisted one of them. So he's still in about it. You know, I think I think Ange is the perfect kind of manager he needs. I think Tottenham is probably the right kind of player, uh, team he needs to play in. And because they play with a you know an out and out striker and the two wingers on either side, the only thing I'd be wanting to understand is once Son's back. Is he back on the bench, or does he get a no? Does he get a you know? Does he get the number nine role, for example? Because surely you don't put Son in the middle. Son's going on the left wing. That's his. That's his strongest position. Um, so it'll be interesting to see with that. I, I, for the money that they've paid, fifteen million, I think that's a good deal, especially in today's market. I, I don't think his wages will be too too crazy. I think he's probably about one hundred and fifty grand um, a week. I think his fees decent. I can see him being there for two or three years, um, you know, and they'll get a tune out of him. I think it's a smart move for them. The Dragoson lads, I don't know much about him from what I've understood, uh, from what I've uh, you know read. He's an up and coming young defender. He's he's tall. He's he's you know he's he's all about um, the the school of hard knocks, if you like, from a defensive point of view. Um, He's not very like Van Der Veen, where you know the silky play out. He's very Romero, um, in terms of like he's he's all about the challenge first. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets a gets a start or if he's just cover. Um, so far, so good. I think. I think two decent signings for them. Sorry,
0: I didn't say myself. Oh, I knew there. Uh, yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree with that. And uh, I think you summed that up well. Um, all right, just a couple more then, nin- then, Um Johnny Newcastle. Um, they obviously commented earlier with financial fair play. There. they you go. Know. It's been well documented that they they want to bring in a midfielder, um, but they've got to sell before they do that. Um, Trippier to Bayern Munich come out of nowhere over sort of the last couple of days, uh, apparently Trippier really wants to go. I don't think Newcastle want to sell him, but I think that what that's one that I think he's 32. Trippier, I think that one that, that, that will, will I think that will go through. And obviously the surprise for me was Almiron to to Saudi. Now I don't want to go down the route of Saudi buying yet another. Newcastle player and I feel like it's just money getting shifted to you know the, the, the reported world. 60 mils about Effie that went uh, as dodgy as anything I want that to get looked into um, but, but I'm just surprised that they're letting Almiron go to be honest because um, again if if it is 50-60 maybe I've just answered my own question but to lose him in January I think that would be, be a blow for him because he, he has been really good since uh, how has gone in there
2: I think if you do float that sixty million tag when it comes to anything close to that, I think you've answered your own question. Yeah. That it's uh, you know it's shady um, and there's not much I can say about it because like I say, Chelsea's done the same thing. Uh, actually, there was a Premier League vote on that recently, and they voted against it to ban that move, which really surprised me. Um, it was
1: because it wasn't just on the Saudi; it was about all the other companies. Um, so, for example, yeah. if you think of City, they've got Girona. Um, you've got Bournemouth are owned by, I think they've got ties to other couples as well. So it's 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 all about the ownership. It's not just about mm. the Saudi.
2: Yeah, well, what's good for the goose? Isn't he good for mm-hmm. the gander, then? Um, but yeah, it, the on one year is a bit surprising, mate. He is, I know he can be a bit erratic, but he is a big player for them. The trippier one, um, without going into too much detail, I don't know, I didn't want to get the cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody that's been part of any kind of group chat or been on Twitter or that, well, I've seen all the, the gossip and that regarding Kieran Trippel. Um And it all came about the same time, he ended up dropped. He was left out of the squad. Now suddenly we're talking about a transfer. That's why I said earlier that it feels like there's something more to that. He I mean, left even, the England
1: squad, didn't he? He left the yeah,
2: squad. Damage. Definitely damage. Some, how much mm-hmm. truth in what we read, I don't know. But something definitely happened. And now we're talking about a move away. We, but isn't it, it's not even that big a fee. I know they only paid like 12 for him, but that was because Atletico wanted to get shot. Um, he's huge for Newcastle. He has been off the last few, few weeks. You know, he, He's made a lot of mistakes, but then I think he's had a lot on his mind. So I think that's a huge loss for them. So if you were to say potentially and we on Antrip here in the same window, that's, that's a head-scratcher, absolutely but I do think there's an underlying current with it. Definitely the latter, at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely
0: agree with that. Jamie, what's your thoughts on on that? Yeah, um, I can't really go against
1: anything, obviously, what Johnny said, because I've seen some of the stuff, and I think just just due to his personal life, he's probably just looking for something new. Um, And, you know, let's face it, Bayern Munich's not exactly a slouchy team. Um, Hmm. However, it would be Champions League cup tied, so... uh, um, I'm not sure, obviously, what you know what that does to it. Um, but the Almiron one—it's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, Almiron's arguably one of the players to have turned his form around. You know, before from from how going in, probably right up where with linton he's probably one of the two success stories that Eddie Howe can look back on and go, "That was because of what we did." Um, the transfer itself, I mean, he's been at Newcastle for probably about five or six years, if not longer. Um, So I don't necessarily have an issue with the transfer, but I mean, some of the fees that's reported, now it could be complete, absolute BS, but um I think Eddie Howe did say that they're looking to bring people in, but they've got to get creative. So I wouldn't be surprised, and this is me completely spitballing, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a sacrifice on somebody like Almiron and brought in a loan, deal until the end of the season and I say a loan deal I'm, I'm just going to throw a name in there not, I've not seen it linked but probably the type of player see the lad Jota that was at Celtic there's talk he's not really settling down properly he's a young lad he's a lone player with a view to get into the Premier League sounds like that kind of a deal you could probably label that against other people but what i mean is that's probably how they're going to get creative with it um they've loved, i think they've seen the news as well they've lost joel linton for about two or three months um he had a successful surgery so their numbers are dwindling big time you know you go back to the fact that they can't use Tenali. um there's been a lot made of the bruno gomerish buyout clause, which is apparently setting at a triple figure um psg apparently was sniffing about. i wouldn't be surprised again Come the end of the season, if, if if he moved on, which enabled them to do whatever business that they want to do, um, but yeah, it, it would be a weird one to let him go. But at the same time, I can understand it. For the on one, sorry.
0: And and Jamie, just to just to come back to you in the last one, uh, I want to get see both both thoughts on this. Uh, Calvin Phillips set to join West Ham on loan, and um, mm-hmm. with an option to buy. Um, I, I think it's a good move um, from, West Ham. Uh-huh. I think, from West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. Um, I think that they they they've not got loads of numbers in the midfield. Um, mm. I think if you ask West Ham fans, they'll, they'll they'll be quite happy with the the balance they've got. But if they do get an injury to Wal-Prowse, Alvarez or Sutek, like they've got no one else to come in, and and that's why I think he will go in there. Um, are you surprised? Uh, and then the other point is. A lot of West Ham fans are moaning at this, uh, which okay. I've been quite surprised about. Obviously, they want to get a full win in because we spoke about Piquetto being injured, Kudos out, Danks yeah. leading the line at the moment. He looks finishing the <laughs> he, yeah, fun he, does he looks done. Um, but I, I still, I still think that's a quality signing alone till the end of the season. I think, I think Calvin Phillips is a, is a good player.
1: Yeah, um, and, and and to be fair, he's probably a moist, moist type of player. You know. He's- you know, a tackle, holds the line well. Um, I suppose it's really who does it benefit more. Does it benefit West Ham more? I would argue Alvarez has been, yeah, one of the better midfielders this season. I'm not going to put him in no team of the season, but he's he's been non-stop for them. I think he's been really good, and I think Wood Prowse started the season on fire, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit. But he's not he's not playing bad. So where does Phillips fit in? Does Phillips anchor them to? Or does he sit in front of them? Does he sit alongside them? It just seems, as you said, it's like another defensive player. West Ham fans are not asking for more defensive players. They're asking for more attacking players. Anybody looking at that team? I even said it, I said when we were talking about the game, I was worried for them because of their attacking talent that's gone. You know, they're not, not available to them at the moment. So... I was surprised that they've brought Phillips in, but I do see him as a Moyes type of player. Um, but you bring somebody like him in and you see maybe Moyes recycling um, some of the other midfielders. Um, but Wood Prowse has done nothing wrong and Nines Alvarez. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm not surprised that City didn't sell send him to an, a, you know um, a rival. You know, there was a lot of talk of, you know, some of the rivals. I don't mm-hmm. think City were ever going to improve the rivals, really, were they? Um, so I would argue the West Ham is probably his level as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's if, fair.
1: You know, that, you know I don't think he's a top six player. I think he probably would have been when if, if he got that gig and he and he anchored himself at City. I mean, Rodri's t- definitely gravy, obviously, but he's not even impressed on the games that he's actually got on, you know, game time for. um. So, yeah, I think Moise will, will get a tune out of him, definitely. I just don't know if it's the right kind of deal for West Ham right at this moment.
0: Well, it's got a couple of things there. I think I think you're right in saying, I think Phil Phillips has got to go and prove himself again. Um, yeah. He's had, think, what, 18 months? Really, yeah. without plans, he's got to go and prove himself again. But I think proof is in the pudding for West Ham, really, because they... They played and obviously got knocked out the FA Cup by Bristol City when they had to make changes. Yeah, Uh, they got smashed obviously against Liverpool in the League Cup. They They were really poor in Europe. Uh, They was already through um, when they had to make changes. Smashed at Fulham when they had to make changes. So I think it's a good move because I think it gives you another option. Uh, You can't still six. Still six. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, dis, I, I kind of disagree. I, I totally agree they need a strike and I think they will try and get one in. Um, mm-hmm. I think Phillips on the end of the season just to help the numbers and, and get another quality player yeah. in. I, I think I think it's a it's a good move. Uh, Johnny, what, what's your thoughts on this one?
2: Uh, I like it. I, I think uh, the lad needs to be playing. I think he needs to find, I wouldn't say his level, but... I suppose I do. Uh, you know, I kind of agree with Jamie. I think West Ham would be a decent fit for him. Uh, in, in terms of the West Ham point of view, they do need numbers. Um, I do think they still need strengthening. Uh, we've seen it recently with is injured, where Pacquiao is injured. We've got Ben Rama, who's supposed to be going. Uh, for now, so they really kicked his own ass. So I think they do need that wee bit of extra cover. And I can see them actually fitting in and possibly um, getting a place in that starting eleven. So yeah, I don't think it's a bad sign at all. Um, said he was going to have to go somewhere. He was never going to get moving at City. I mean, you know, a bit like the lad Cole Palmer. and we see what he's done. So there is potential for him to to go and get everything back on track. He looked good at Leeds. Um, one of those players that does all the, the nonsense that nobody else wants to do, and he does it well. I think West Ham. You know, I think I think they'll benefit from it. Yeah.
1: Do you, do you know my only problem with him is that. He went to City on the back of having a good tournament for England. You know, he was arguably one of the better players for England in the tournament, and he was a decent enough player in Leeds. Leeds were, you know, <laughs> the, the the chance to de- 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 Leeds into you know the the the, hack- the hatchet bumps. You know, they love a challenge. They love a yellow card, and I think Phillips fits into that. It's probably yeah, but I- but what is his level actually?
2: I think I think it's something Mason said at the start of the, the season. That you know we no way you
1: remember everything we've said at the beginning
2: of the season. No no mate. I, I actually I do remember things. That's why I keep calling everybody out when they make a bad shout. I didn't call them out if they make a good one until now. But Mason actually pointed out and he had said that you know, six games, ten games, having a dynamite run is enough to seal a transfer in the Premier League. You can apply that exactly to the Euros, to the World Cup, the exact same thing. Enzo Fernandez is a perfect example. That's all it needs. Uh, so that's yeah, you're probably right. It was off the back of that. But that's enough. That that is enough to get it done. So I still think let's like see I still think there's a player in there. I still think he'll do a job. For West Ham I think it's a good move. Nice
0: one gents well listen just to just to wrap it up then um uh, Johnny, I'll come to you first then. Just very quickly, um, what team needs to sign the most and in what position? Putting it, up, putting it on you both right at the end. Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> what team needs to sign the most and in what position? I'm going to say that it needs to be... For a title challenge, I'm going to make it simple and say Arsenal
1: and they need a striker. I've
0: got to agree with that. I'll make it, make it easy as well. Jamie, what's your
1: thoughts? I'm not going to go with the trend and say Arsenal. I think Arsenal need more than just a striker. <laughs> um, but I, I actually think Man United need, need, need signs. And, and you know, um, they're getting found out quite a lot. Um, you know, all over the park, um, there seems to be a bit of displacement across the whole of the park that they've got. There's a lot of talk about Casemiro at the moment, Martial, Highland. Um, you know, they, they, they kind of seem all over the place. If they're going to stick with Ten Hag, then they need to bring in more players. Um, I know they're doing this, uh, they're apparently doing this 30-day review um, of any are going to do a 30-day review audit, if you like. But the transfer window will be done by then. So um, what does that mean for him? Does that mean he's stuck with the players he's got? Um, if so, then they're going to find it hard to hold on to that eighth position that they're currently sitting in, in my opinion. So for Man United's sake, I think they need the most players Um in the right positions
2: and make sure that one of them's Dutch <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> they've all played for Ajax at some point yeah good to be fair good answer there, there Jay. I'm glad you uh didn't go with me and Johnny but um <laughs> yeah, hence that uh that, that wraps us up then just just over the hour there um good to be back on um Johnny thanks for tonight mate
2: really enjoyed it excellent to be back thank
1: you gentlemen
0: Top man. And Jamie,
1: thanks as ever. Good man. Appreciate it. Um It's always good to uh, uh, dissect the football as we see it. It is, Jensen. uh We'll
0: be back next week, uh, which I'm right in saying, I'm not even looking to be fair, bad, bad for me, but it's a full fixture list, right? It's a full fixture list, but it's Tuesday to
1: Thursday because uh, we've got the FA Cup this weekend. So uh, we're going to have to pick our time uh, wisely, whether that would be on the Monday pre all the games going on. Um or maybe the Friday um after that, I don't know.
0: Bloody FA Cup. So yeah, <laughs> it might a bit longer then. <laughs> But um well, thanks uh, everyone for listening and we'll be back soon. Take care.